Welcome to Thunder Nerds. I'm Brian Hitt. I'm Jeanette Zara. And I'm Frederick Philip Von Weiss. And thank you for consuming the Thunder Nerds, a conversation with the people behind the technology that love what they do. And you tech good. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wait, are we waiting? I don't know what we're doing. Hey guys, we're here at ViewConf US 2019. Brian, where are we at? The Strauss Center in Tampa Bay, Florida. Wow! <laughs> we're here all day today and tomorrow, and we are joined by a very special guest. We're here with Maria Lamarca. I'm a software engineer at Nutanix, and I'm here to talk about web accessibility because it's something I'm really, really passionate about. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yay. Me too. I love web accessibility. Yes. What got you into web accessibility? Why the passion? Sure. So I'm actually a behavior analyst, and I Ooh. have eight years of experience working with people with developmental disabilities. Yeah. Which, huh. what, is, what is a behavioral analyst? I'm I saw sure. that and I was curious. Sure. Yeah. So I provide behavioral therapy um, for children with behavior disabilities. Okay. And um, it's just pretty much uh, we analyze zero behavior and then um, see what's treatment. crossing it. Yeah. Okay. We, we graph everything. It's all, it's, it's a science. We wow. observe everything cool. and keep data of everything. And then based on that, we um, come up with plans to like modify the behavior and modify it to more appropriate behaviors. So yeah, working working in that field has really driven my passion for accessibility. Yeah, that makes general. sense. Yeah, yeah. totally. So how does that translate into accessibility? Well, so um, in my previous field, we had a lot of issues trying to find not only devices that work, but once we had devices, yeah. it's like okay, now what? The next step is like, where are the applications that are accessible? Right. Um, so I I really had like firsthand experience about the struggles about going through without having mm -hmm. any accessible applications. Yes. So, yeah. so what does it mean to be accessible, um, you know, in an app? Is it accessible for a certain genre of person or uh, can you explain a little bit more of what accessibility is? Yeah, so accessibility is having everyone be able to access your application, like regardless of hardware, software, language, location or abilities. Mm -hmm. So it's really like it's not just for people with disabilities, it's for everybody, all users, regardless of, of any of these Things. So would you say that like having a better accessibility standards, um, you know, in your application and your software and your hardware is a better user experience? Oh, absolutely. It increases like it improves user experience for across the board of all users, um, even even just like older users or mm -hmm. brand new users or people in a noisy environment. So it's all of these. It's, it, it could be permanent or temporary disabilities, like breaking your hand or, you know, like yeah. all of these use cases, like you have to provide a way for users to experience the web like any other user could. I love that. Yeah. Well, can you hint at, a little bit at uh, what your talk's going to be about today? Sure. So I'm going to talk a lot about um, why it's important and why companies and developers should care about accessibility. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to talk a lot about um, some of the tools that you can use to test your applications, making sure that you're meeting accessibility standards um, mm -hmm. and a way to test that really easily as you build your applications. Do you mind giving us like, uh, I don't want to give away your whole talk, mm -hmm. but like maybe like one, like a little <laughs> snippet of like what's a good way to do it? like. Sure. So if you're using Chrome, um, there are really good um, tools inside the DevTools. Like you can use Lighthouse to run audits and mm. make sure that you're testing your accessibility. And then they do have really um, cool, like once you run your uh, audit, they have little good articles about what you're missing and how to fix the things that you're not meeting and, and 
um, it's it's just a really really good tool. Nifty. Yeah. Yeah, I explored uh, using a switch to navigate. Uh, there's basically software you can use. It's just one single button to navigate oh, yeah. an interface, and it is it's a test in patience. Like I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's like the biggest. I don't I don't know how. I almost feel like there should be a there's. Uh, breakpoints for you know screens. There should mm -hmm. be almost breakpoints for accessibility. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fair. That. Yeah. So how how does your talk go into accessibility specifically in Vue? Yeah. So I talk a lot about components and how you can use components to create like um, certain pieces of your site and make them accessible and then reuse them throughout your application mm. without having to worry like, hey, is this accessible? Like you make it once and then re as you reuse it, like you know it has that accessibility built in. So are you, why view? Um, <laughs> so uh, what I started working with the team and then they pretty much handed me a project and we're like, hey, choose a front end framework. You can go crazy. <laughs> and um, I, I did a lot of research and, and I had experience with Angular and I was like, this that, that seemed a little bit heavier than what we needed. Yeah. Um, and then I, I kept seeing that the documentation for Vue was so good. <laughs> right, right. And then I'm, I'm kind of like the only developer with front-end experience in my team. And then it seemed very important to have the back-end developers yeah. in my team be able to understand what I had done um, with really good documentation. Such so, good documentation yeah. on their site. Yeah. I, lo I love it. That is for sure, I think, almost the number one reason why people pick Vue. They're oh, like, absolutely. this documentation is beautiful. I can read it, and it's in English. It's wonderful. Yeah. And you can translate it into yeah. different languages, which is really <laughs> nifty as well. So. It's accessible. It is! <laughs> right? So you were a behavior analyst? Yeah. Yeah, so, I still am, yeah. OK, so what, what exactly is the specifics of that? Like, and how does well, that? She did briefly go over it, but I, what? Sorry, cut. Well, no, I mean she did go over. I just what I'm asking is like, how does that still affect your day to day uh, now? Um, so I am not practicing at the moment. Right now, I'm full time developer. Yeah. Um, so, but I do like to keep up with um, the research part of it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm a big nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Thunder Nerd. You're yeah. Kind of <laughs> it definitely probably adds to your. I mean, probably keep, keeping up on it helps you with this side of your. Oh yeah, your... yeah. Now, do you do you miss it? Like, do you wish that you were doing that more, or do you? Um, I absolutely miss it. Um, I, that was a field that I was super passionate about, and I would have never dreamed of switching fields. Um, but due to health complications and everything, mm -hmm. I had to. I couldn't do that anymore, <laughs> and so I decided to go into. Um, development and and I've been fortunate enough to fall in love with it as I did my previous field, which I thought would be impossible. Um, and and especially being able to kind of incorporate the both fields with accessibility, yeah. it feels like it's it's really my little niche passion of um, combining my two great loves, I guess. <laughs> I That's love awesome. That. Yeah, go for it. I was gonna just ask how you made that tra transition, like. Um... <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess it was in. 2017 during the summer I started getting sick and then um, I started kind of losing mobility and um, I got diagnosed with weird autoimmune disease in December and I wasn't able to walk I was bedridden for a while and my husband who's a developer was like hey uh, it was kind of like you know it hits you like your yeah. body's betraying you like yeah. what can I do yeah. and um, my husband's like you know you would really like development you should try it so I started doing like classes online um, you know Code Academy. then I um, Udacity paired up with Google to do mm. a scholarship program nice. and I applied and I got it and it was awesome. amazing. Oh, so yeah, I, I was able to um, 
just kind of focus on that and it gave me a lot of like i don't know a lot of perspective of like hey i can i can mm. still do something even if my yes. body's falling apart like my brain is there and i can use it and so yeah awesome. i kind of transitioned that like full time I, I took medical leave from my other job and i was like i'm just going to dive into this head on and i've just i've just absolutely loved it oh, wow yeah. so inspiring yeah yeah it's i was incredible. gonna say not only are you you know succeeding and doing so well but yeah that's such an inspiring story for others too that yeah. uh, that are in a situation similar to that yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like anybody can turn their life around and change it. You just have to stay positive. <laughs> yeah, it's super empowering for like everybody. I think that's really cool to be able to hear your story and oh, and, and want to do that. That's yeah, there's so cool. a lot of people that turn from that uh, where wherever they're at to become a second career developer or mm -hmm. or designer. And mm -hmm. you know, I, there's people that were truck drivers, and you know, something happens, and now they're doing development, and that's that's their that's their passion now. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear other people's story of how they got into development because I, I, I swear I, I very rarely... Hey y'all, due to technical difficulties at the conference, our Wi-Fi connection cut out and we lost the last part of our interview with Maria. For not, we are going to have Maria back on the show in October, so stay tuned. Thanks for consuming the Thunder Nerds. We honestly and sincerely appreciate you watching and or listening to the show. Please subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Write us a review, kick a few stars our way. And above all else, please remember to send your favorite book suggestions to Brian Hinton. I, I like romance novels. They have happy endings. I should have known the Terrator didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. And anyway, it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad. Just what the <laughs> fuck am I talking about?